Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another episode of the... So, we got bored during quarantine and we started a podcast. I didn't say that right, did I? No, you did. You got it right. Podcast! (laughs) Welcome back uh, to this wonderful podcast brought to you by Dinocorn TV. We need to take a second here to applaud Hamesy. For the first time in almost 50 episodes, she has been able to read that without her her page. So... (laughs) I'm just clapping you a little bit there. Thank you. You deserve it. Thank you, thank you. Good to be back. Um, you were talking a lot quieter than you were talking a few minutes ago. So I am? I'm oh. concerned already as to our possibility here. For some reason, I was very quiet in the test run. I don't know what we're going to do. It's good to be back. Have I said that already? Yes. Okay. Well, it's good to be back. No, I feel like I need to yell. <laughs> no, don't yell. Just speak normally. You don't even know the, the no. notion of what speaking normally is. I, I don't know. Anyway, if you are brand new here, welcome. Uh, we apologize for this messy intro, but uh, we are two entertainers currently out of work due to the pandemic, and we talk about all things entertainment and art and anything that takes our fancy with the help of our friend, the Random Word Generator, which we recently, um, by recently, it's not I mean, so recent anymore. Not so recent, really, is it? Usurped in favor of, uh, what is it, Hamesy? What do we call that thing? Let me read it. A thesaurus. The Theosaurus, as Sarah keeps calling it. Um, so let's give it a go. Let's 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 see what wonderful world word we'll get this time. Do, do you think theosauruses are related to dinosaurs? They probably are. Yes. Okay. And stop. Okay. And now stop. Chronic. <laughs> wow. It's an that's, adjective. That's a word that's but exciting. I, I like how it um, the the example it gives is quite um, morbid. His drinking has led to chronic cirrhosis of the liver. Oh wow! Yeah, they went they went dark there. Yeah, I was like, okay. Collins English Dictionary. Yeah, persistent. So constant, continual, deep-seated, incurable, deep-rooted, ineradicable, ineradicable. That's a that's a mouthful. It's uh, all a mouthful. And then oh, the informal one. The program was chronic, all banal dialogue and canned laughter equals dreadful. Oh, I've never heard of. Chronic being used as dreadful. No, but I guess it's like chronic disease. I know chronic disease. Yeah, but chronic has to do with like okay, something that continues, like it persists, right? Yeah, like the Fast and Furious movies. They're chronic. <laughs> They're basically chronic. They just never stop. No, Fast and Furious Nine coming soon. Anyways, I mean they've even ensured that there's a next generation coming up, so it's very possible that you know in the next ten, fifteen years. We'll see a revival of the Fast and the Furious fa- franchise. Can you have too much of a good thing? I'm not stating Fast and Furious as being a good thing, but is it possible to have too much of a good thing? Yeah, McDonald's. <laughs> That's helpful. I feel like this is like you get a lot of the shows that are kind of TV shows in particular, movies as well, which are kind of like done to death. Yeah, I think when they're trying to pull storylines. Where there's not, I mean, to be honest, if, if we look at Fast and the Furious, the storylines are just absurd. I mean, it's that in itself is kind of, you look forward to the trailer just to be able to see what on earth they're going to do this time. It's like, let's see what's going to fly and crash and boom, you know. Uh, yeah. I, I was just thinking about that. I think, I, I don't know if it's from the last trailer, 
but there's a hacker character mm-hmm. of this girl, and apparently she doesn't know how to drive. I thought that was that hilarious. was funny. Yeah, that's from the most recent. I was I was like, there's just something so satisfying about that. It's like, yeah, we're all super drivers. And by the way, we have someone in the team who does not know how to drive at all. <laughs> you're like, no, nobody bothered to ask. Hey, can you drive? No. You don't need to. She just has to use the computer, doesn't she? Yeah, and then she makes sure that the tra- the electronic tram arrives where she wants it. But I don't yeah, know. You just yeah. hack the tram. She's a much, I was going to say much more sustainable. But then again, considering all these new digital developments like Bitcoin and all the other coins, digital coins, and the NFTs, the non-fungible tokens. Or is tra- it really fungible? It is fungible, yeah. It's like it's fun, but it's, it's one also of those kind of fungi. Yeah, I don't know what, it, what, let's have a look. So it's it's an item that you cannot make into fungi. <laughs> fungible. Uh, in brackets of goods contracted for without what of goods contracted for without an individual specimen being specified that's helpful anyway the the definition is replaceable by another identical item mutually interchangeable wow that says nothing of how you use it it's just in the digital well, that's, world no that's just that, that's just the word fungible oh oh right that's true i had a moment uh, do you have a point to this, uh, or is, have we got off? The yes, topic? so that um, all these, because I was gonna say, oh, she's the much more sustainable of oh, the yeah. team, and I was like, no, hold that judgment, because you know there's a lot of digital stuff that does consume a lot of energy. Ah, true, like the NFTs, and the and... NFTs, Bitcoin, all the stuff. So it's kind of like, mm. which makes me, I want to do some speculation here, but Elon Musk kind of going like, yeah, I'm gonna drop Bitcoin. I have. <laughs> A theory. <laughs> dun, dun, dun. Yeah, this is not going to end well. Okay, what is your theory? So my theory... First off, you should probably explain the situation in case anyone doesn't know it. Uh, Whatever amount of information. How far back? Uh, all I know is that Bitcoin is this digital currency. Uh-huh. It's nothing physical. But you could, up until a month or two months ago, I can't remember, uh, you could potentially... Or you could purchase a Tesla. So those electronic cars made by Elon Musk's company. Uh, you could purchase it with Bitcoin. Mm-hmm. And then recently he said, nope, no longer accepting it. And this has created Bitcoin to crash. Yeah. Um, it's stock market value. The stock market value has gone down. Like, what was it? Like a 30% decrease or something like that? And like well, At the beginning it was, but I think it went even further. Oh, okay. But it was like something ridiculous went down. Um... But w- I had heard later on that the the statement was really about the concern, I guess, of the impact of Bitcoin. So uh, it yeah. makes me think that it's a a pressure point on uh, the Bitcoin industry to make sure that all their servers and whatever all their electronics become sustainable, right? Uh, so that would be a huge incentive if you know all of a sudden one of your biggest backers is you know, says, no, we're not using you anymore and causes you to crash. Yeah, I would start worrying about making sure my servers were working on solar or on aeolic energy or whatever. Um, So I can kind of see that maybe in a year's time uh, or in the next year, we're going to start seeing, hearing in the news like, oh, Bitcoin's doing all this investment or they're trying to see how to be more, you know, carbon footprint zero kind of. Yeah, well, that was a big theory, actually. You're not the first one to have oh, it. Okay. Oh, okay. Uh, I think it was so smart. Because Elon Musk had said it was for it was for environmental reasons. Yeah. And that he... it was because of the sheer amount of energy it was consuming. 
But then he also endorsed Dogecoin, which is no better. Oh, really? So this is where it becomes... I didn't know he had endorsed then another one. Yeah, he endorsed another one. But it didn't seem to actually fight any of the issues yet. So I'm not really sure what's actually happening or whether he just wanted to, for his own kicks and giggles, change the stock market because you can. Gosh, can you imagine having, uh, having so that much, much power? This is insane. Insane. Well, yeah, so I'm... Whatever the reason behind it was, I assume it's going to have long-lasting repercussions in the digital, the whole digital yeah, no, because infrastructure. Because Bitcoin has like, been battered time and time again and it comes back. So, And it's still... It's I don't still, think it's going. No, and it's still... The stock market is still higher. Like Its value is still higher than it was this time last year. So even wow. though it's had that massive crash, it's still up from what it was. Wow. So, yeah, because yeah. I was thinking, like, even with the crash, could I even purchase one bitcoin at this point in time like i have no clue what the value of bitcoin is i don't know i think it was like eight i think yeah at one point it was like eight dollars and the other point it was like 30 cents what is one it's 29 euros bitcoin in... wow oh wow okay so uno bitcoin we is... should do it for fun as like as a way to uh to, to just see what happens i don't just know if one I have... bitcoin each yeah and where it goes and see what happens or we can buy a bitcoin and then what's a dogecoin what's dogecoin it's value? very disappointing it's not dog coin yeah i know i had all, i always wrote read it as dog coin oh i just wrote gogi coin <laughs> dogecoin in euros is oh it's oh, it's actually a lot cheaper point three twenty two it's hugely cheaper. One doge. Okay, coin. so we buy some some dogies. Yeah. We buy a doge and then see what happens. And I don't know how how do you buy a doge? I I don't know how you buy anything. I've never, I've never done. I don't know anything about stock markets or shares or the likes. All I know is that if you put anything there, you have to be just assume it's gone. <laughs> You've been listening to Philip DeFranco. Yes, so I, I have. Tell. I think it's a very good a way of, of taking, especially if you don't know what you're doing at the beginning. Um, it's, yeah. It's like, it's, Cause I mean, even 30 euros, I'm like, Oh, I mean, we should just do one, one Bitcoin, one Dogecoin. One. I don't know. What are the other ones? Cause there's other ones, aren't there? I'm sure there is. Yes. I'm sure there's, there's a few famous ones too, which I can't even remember. But uh, there's definitely other ones. I had a feeling Doge was Doge. the word Doge is, is is a term. It is, but kind of like the Dutch Hertog means Duke. Yeah. Um, nice cheap beer, Hertogium, by the way. Uh, if you want to sponsor it, sure, go ahead. Uh, <laughs> definitely not <laughs> doing just, it. Yeah. Drop Anyways, us a message. Um. So Doge is actually the chief magistrate of Venice or Genoa. So I wonder if I've heard it in one of like Shakespeare's plays or something, like the Doge Could be. or something. But yeah, I was like, I know this term, and I I could kind of see a pompous person with like big fluffy sleeves or something. I um, couldn't see a pompous person with big fluffy sleeves owning an, an electronic uh, electronic uh, currency. But I would be curious, that's for sure. Yeah, I guess it sounds a little more regal than Bitcoin. Bitcoin's very modern. Yeah, it like is. very digital. It's like, oh, would you want to sound posh? <laughs> I will have some Dogecoin. I wonder how the Italians say it. Now I'm gonna Dogecoin. Tra- translate English to Italian. 
I'm saying it out loud because I can't say and do different things. No, it is it is hard to do, isn't it? You're trying to speak and do something at the same time. Okay. I don't know if I'm allowed to Go do Go on, this. try it. Oh, dodgy. Okay, so it's dodgy coin. coin. Great, it's called dodgy coin. That makes things better. That makes it so dodgy. It does. Just saying. Just saying. But then how do they say dodge coin? I feel like... Dodgy coin. It doesn't sound quite as impressive for some reason in Italian. But now we know that dodgy is like a duke. It's like the chief magistrate. Chief Magistrate. I don't know what they do, but it sounds kind of important. It does, doesn't it? I assume it's something to do with the legal system. Yeah. Also, coin means is moneta, so I would prefer going doge moneta. No? <laughs> no, I don't no? think so. It doesn't say ring to it. It doesn't have? Okay, dogecoin. Dogecoin. It's not dog coin. I feel like another one that it would be good to invest in is like NFT producers. Like, I don't know how you... I don't know whether it's like you just do it as a, as a person on your own or if there's like some kind of Juricator? What? There's such a thing? Like, you can invest? What? No, but like, if you could, me. like, if you could, uh, I don't know if that's true. Because I don't know whether it's just that it's the the proprietor of the art who's like, this is my value and this is what it is. Or whether there's, like, a company who's who does all the valuing and keeps it, like, keeps track of it. So that yeah. would be a good thing to invest in, like an NFT. Also, can you imagine how boring, you know, those white-collar crime series that we watched like what was it what color i think it was called yeah that they steal um art antique art jewelry stuff like that like they're really fun but then if if all you have nft art it's like oh we found it in someone's computer it's like wow yeah it would be quite dull like i feel like it's gonna start it's it's gonna push for maybe also new kinds of products so like for example like you have these big tvs that also like while it's asleep or yeah. I've seen kind of some shows that they'll have like artwork displayed. Yeah. So then you, you can like, use... a, like a screensaver. Yeah, like a screensaver, but for your TV, which is also as thin as a piece of work. Yeah, so then people be, are just yeah. going to have a tons of screens in their houses. Like, yes, here's my NFT painting of a Picasso and, and not Picasso, but you know, modern day. Yeah. I wonder if it would have the same effect though. I feel this is my problem is that I don't feel like it would, anything I see on a screen rarely has that kind of wow factor that I feel like I see when I when it's like live it's there and like tangible do you think also because the texture yeah there is that thing about tech like I I find it I really enjoy looking at like oil paintings you see the clumps and the texture of the canvas as well you know someone's worked on it years and years ago yeah so I don't know if it's gonna have the same effect like because I I I, I like digital art too I think it's very cool um we do some as well but like it's not it just I don't know if it, if it's as impactful. It feels very ephemeral. That's a fancy word, but I don't know the meaning to. Basically, very transient, like very short lived. I, I which is silly because you could also say that you could burn a painting and then poof, that's it. No, but it, I, I think it's kind of the idea of also maybe what we associate with digital art, which is like flicking through it with your finger on the phone. Yeah, like even that is kind of like next one. Even like those screensavers, it's not one that stays up; it keeps going. But, I mean, you could program it so it's like, oh, well, I only have... Today, I feel like a curated of just 1,000 pieces, you know? Things you know like I like. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like, maybe, oh, Mondays is this uh, this set of artwork. Uh, Tuesday's going to be this other set of artwork. Yeah. Like, you could be rotating the artwork in your house but a to lot be fair, faster. there's also the, the difference between, like, I think digital art made for digital art 
versus uh, it made for being print. Because there's a big difference yeah. there. Because even like we know uh, the the how color printing works. You know, you have the colors that we can produce on we'll our see MacBooks. Y-M-K. Or the likes. C-Y-M-A-K? You're C- Yeah, it's one way around. But, yeah. the, you know, the, the colors you produce on your laptop can't be recreated by a printer. So you have to make sure that it's within the printer's abilities to print yeah. those colors. So and I think that's why you also have, for example, like the really vibrant pieces, like 1000s pieces, look really good on screen because of that kind of that, that like the type of, of color that he yeah. uses as well. Um, whereas, so he's like to, I think to achieve those colors, he either has to paint himself or have it digital. But I imagine for him to get a mass printed must be really difficult. I think he must he must do them separate. I think they're separate things. I think he produces some for prints. And he produces some as art. Uh, kind of for whatever purpose it is. You know, digital purpose. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, because the, the stuff he does with, with the paints. like It also has to do a lot with the quality of the paint. Yeah, I mean, his his uh, his hand-painted things are beautiful too. Because they're super vibrant, like you yeah. can tell. Yeah, but I guess for printing purposes, that must be really hard to recreate. Yeah. You'd have to change the colors slightly. Uh, it does change. I think that changes the outcome as well, like for a printed piece. Because maybe the digital wouldn't be so bad, you know, considering if they were made specifically for the digital purpose. Yeah. Uh, which but in my head is just like as vibrant as you can get, which is not what everyone wants. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, it does make me wonder. Because I know there's like, they'll do like, I don't know if you call it forensic archaeological studies on paintings. Like, uh-huh. for example, like, the Mona Lisa painting, uh, for example, they've done like x-rays and all these studies. Um, and many of these like old paintings, um, you can see some parts where the artist has decided, nope, I don't like this face. We're going to scrape it off and redoes it. Uh, it's cool. And it, it, it just makes the painting become alive with history because you kind of imagine the artist kind of blundering as well. You're well like, it's yeah, human, it's isn't human. It? It's a human era. And in a digital art, like you just get the perfection, the final outcome. Yeah, no, I, I agree with that. I think that kind of that human element of making mistakes and being like, right, well, I have to kind of bodge it or I have to fix it up or I have to change it. I think that's also what gives it a lot of personality. I don't know why. I, I think so. Mm, I mean, but yeah, the digital art, all you get is it's all in layers. All in layers, but also like it's exactly what they wanted you to see. Like you don't get the oopsies or the, the the work behind it you just get the final part which makes me feel like it's a very it's indicative of our times as well like if you think of instagram mm. and or social media and everything we show on social media all these filters we only show this curated version of ourselves yeah it's true so i wonder if we you know for us because we're like at that that we're riding that fence of between the the modern era of social media and then even having born without internet that you can appreciate both both sides yes um but i wonder if people are just going to become more okay with the idea of just having a digital original i think you're right i think there's there's definitely something there with the idea of it being yeah that we also as humans were currently curating ourselves to the you know we can filter we literally have filters to put over our faces that are so easy that can make us look completely different yeah um, even while filming not just on a picture but on while like filming. while fi- filming yeah um but i was just thinking as well the um that kind of idea of um whether it's also a good thing for the artist because 
to an extent it's like I guess that you feel like you've got your perfect work because it's the way that you want to show it to the world or whether that ever goes away that feeling of like ah not not quite right because an artist could choose to deliberately make artwork that looks slightly unfinished just to grate at the at the the norm of oh this is my final perfect product um product or artwork so someone who does that I, i'm certain there's oh yeah there's always artists who are like yep i'll leave this unfinished or i'll just splatter paint on, on top of a perfect portrait like this kind of um rebellion per yeah. se on what we as a society want to see <laughs> or get used to seeing really that's really it but the thing is that it's still the final product you're not seeing the mistakes on the go no that's true that is true. Yeah, the the idea of, of, I guess, a painting hiding another painting or hiding mistakes or pictures or someone's face they just liked is, uh, is quite quite exciting as a concept. Should we talk about that phone of yours? Yeah, I'm sorry if you heard that. I don't, think, I don't think they heard it. I didn't hear it, so it was it's only when like... you started pulling faces that I knew. Oh, okay. But if everyone heard that, you can know that Sarah has been misbehaving once again during the podcast. It's on silent. But clearly it's on vibrate. I don't know. Brrr, take it actually, away. that phone, I don't know what it is what the iPhones have produced for their, their vibrators to be so violent. <laughs> it scares me sometimes when it's, like on a st- when it's on a you know a solid surface and it just, it, is it almost like it's going to jump off? I think it's because cause this is like one of the, just to put into context, an iPhone 5S. I, I know nothing of these things. But it's it's like an, what is it? The aluminum casing. Yeah. And usually you have a plastic casing, which would already absorb oh, a bit of the impact. So I think it has to do with the design and the materials. Apple, on that note, uh, we're not impressed with your designs. <laughs> Careful. Uh, yeah, I wonder. I wonder what the future of art holds, because it's kind of a, the idea of this, I think, so much. And now with NFTs, that they can make original art. Um, for the digital, for the, for digital the online world, kind of. That it is, it is still a unique piece of art. It's such an odd concept, I guess, to, yeah. to wrap my head around. I think we could talk about NFTs in another episode because we're running out of time already. But it is kind of, it's surprising, I guess, it, that you can have a, you could potentially have an artist make something for you, but never receive a physical package of it. Yeah. That feels, I don't know why, but it feels so hard for me to get my head around. I feel cheated. Yeah, it does feel a bit cheaty. It's like, when well, I could download that somewhere, surely. <laughs> Not that I would recommend doing that, but you know what I mean? Or maybe maybe that mentality of oh I could have just downloaded it somewhere on the dark web, um, I, maybe that will shift as well. But I think the experience changes because when when you get it via email and you download it, like the satisf- like the satisfaction you'll get from it won't be the same because it's it's instant gratification, right? I want this, yeah. I buy it, it's now mine. Like you have that within the span of a few like a few minutes. When you're like oh I want to go and buy uh, an artist's print at this store in this town. Then there's the whole journey of getting there and the experience in the shop and all those things that builds up, I guess, to having it something not necessarily more special because I can't I can't speak for digital art, but you know that in itself is kind of an experience. It's a reminder of that journey and how excited yeah. you were to to work towards it and so on. I I still think you could get that the, the whole journey of finding the artist. I think you could still have it. Yeah, I think you would still and. I think that's a very good point. The whole experience of like maybe also the unpacking and the experience, but I think you can also recreate it in some form or fashion online. You probably could, yeah. Something, 
to make it a bit more special like momentous before you get to the piece like you get a video from the artist you get some cotton some media kind of coming mm. up the unpacking and then and then that helps you kind of feel like it's an experience hmm. well guys we'll leave it with you you let us know what do you think will a uh, digital art ever be comparable to physical physical art, art? I, was like, <laughs> I was about to say classical that's the wrong word but yeah physical art uh, let us know by dropping us a message either on our on our Instagram uh, we have now retired boredom and quarantine podcast uh, so we're it still exists but we're no longer actively using it so head down to our Instagram uh, dinacore underscore TV or you can also drop us an email at boredom and quarantine podcast at gmail.com um, and you know if you didn't put this podcast somebody else you know, put it on for you and you're wondering where you can listen to us, you can find us at Anchor FM, also Spotify and Apple Podcasts. Although Apple Podcasts, I think you need to be looking at the Dutch podcast because if not, oh, it's, really? it's a huge, it's the amount of podcasts that are just existing in the world. Uh, it's just yeah. insane. Uh, even if you search or it has a terrible search engine, I've digressed. Okay. You have. Anyways, you can find us in all the podcasty places you can listen to stuff. Uh, <laughs> sales pitch <laughs> and on Instagram at dinacorn underscore TV we have been the so we get bored during quarantine and we started a podcast until soon oh wait I forgot the podcast wait do it again so we got bored during quarantine and we started a podcast podcast until soon bye bye